All right. Live again. All right, guys. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, welcome to Brew Bits, episode 20-something, 20, 20. Saturday edition. Saturday edition. I've never done this before. We haven't done this before. I'm um, hungover. Normally it's Friday and I'm still fresh. You, this is why we can't do this on Saturdays, man. Yeah, you've exactly. Already, you already drank your Friday. I saw you were at a lot of places uh, we were. on Friday. Friday, I Where went to hit? go see uh, Paul at Rockwell Brewing. Right, and Paul get, we had on. Yep. Get um, some updates on the fight for all the bills. Um, right. You know, this Paul especially, um, since they do so much of their contract brewing, um, it's a pretty big deal for those guys. I mean, it'll put them under. Um, yeah, if it passes, Rockwell will not yeah, survive it. They, they, they will can't. go down. So it's good to go see um, those guys and kind of hear their story. And, man, he had a ton to say about um, what the comptroller stood up and said. He was actually like a Peter rope Franchot. behind him. Yeah. Um, and how cool it was uh, for, you know, some people to really be making a stand. Um, so it was good. I, I sat there for a little while and... He pretty much just more or less, you know, talked about, hey, the only way that we can stall this thing is really to rally people together and and, and have other people realize that this is a real thing. I mean, it's... Well, for Peter Franchot to stand up and yeah. say that it's an embarrassment, like, basically it's an embarrassment. Like, it is. the legislators should be embarrassed that this is even being considered. It is. That this is even a House bill that was written, so... Hopefully that put enough behind it to either get it thrown out or heavily amended. Yeah, and I think that I think that it will. I mean, especially now that you have someone like that stand up because it seems like a lot of those bills, like twelve, uh, like twelve ninety three, and stuff like that. They it, it really seemed that it was one of those bills that was put kind of behind like fourteen twenty and just sent kind of like screeching in like oh you didn't see that one come through and that happens a lot in politics I mean there's been a lot of sketchy shit over the years that just gets pushed through because people don't know and then distributors got big old bags of brown money coming in they do and so do bigger brewers that come to towns that don't already have big breweries that want to change laws exactly Um, nothing against Diageo I mean they make good beer I think they mean well it's something that I think any big brewery like if we were in their shoes we would you know, trying to protect yourself, but all at the same time, you have to realize how it can hurt. Yeah, the, the little guys. The little and I mean, guys. It, that's you know, if if you truly want to be a part of uh, of craft brewing, then you know, isn't it all about that community? About, yeah, I mean, it is. Without the community, you can't really. You every know. every brewery that opens in your town just brings more business to your brewery because it brings attention back to craft beer. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, it's it's a tough thing to see, but I think that the fight is there. And I think people, you know, like Liz Murphy, who I've been sharing the shit out of on our page. You Naptown know, Pint. Yeah, Naptown Pint. If you guys don't follow her, already follow Because she's interviewing, like, the hitters that are going up against these guys. And she's also laying out in her articles, in, in, in layman's terms, very easily, hey, this is what this is doing. This right, yeah, is she explains it very well. Yeah. So, so as always, you know that was kind of my uh, my talk with Paul over there at Rockwell. If you guys get a chance and you're in the Frederick area, go check them out. Rockwell Brewery um, got some great beers on tap. Uh, They're right by Family Meal. Yep, and right you can off order of Family Meal. To yeah, there. that's that's Which the coolest. It's pretty rad. <laughs> it's pretty rad. And uh, my wife fell in love with their ginger beer, of course. 
and uh, they have a E Street IPA they just put on that was really good. So I got hooked on that. And then from there, uh, I got to run over to Old Mother, and they oh, were good. doing a collab with uh, Dylan um, Hop at Hop Havoc. Havoc. And man. actually saw the sign. It was yeah. still up on the little marquee thing yeah. they had there on the way here. It was sick, man. I went I went live there yesterday and put it on our page. You guys can check that out. It kind of explains um, the idea behind the beer and everything like that. It's super packed. They had a ton of people there. Oh, good. Awesome, awesome to see. Um, Were there dogs running around? I love those dogs. No, the dogs. I didn't see the dogs. Uh, there. It's probably oh, yes, too many there people. No, they probably there was put a them couple, away. There was a couple little dogs there. I, I love that they're dog friendly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that to me, is a big plus. We are not. I mean, we just the, in the tap room, which just so small and our capacity yeah. is so small but we are now on the patio so that's, that's cool that's yeah rad. you just can't bring your dog in to go get a beer so make <laughs> sure you come with someone Heck don't yeah. come by yourself um well cool well before we get too far in let's see what b-dubs has for us uh this month and then we'll get right into it boneless wings are just 60 cents every monday and thursday all day only at your local b-dubs in rockville gaithersburg frederick columbia and urbana wings beer sports you have to be here I haven't even cracked a beer yet. I know. You I had drank an a easy Red Bull. Sitting there, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I felt like a teenager at Sheets. I got a Red Bull and a Reese's peanut butter cup, oh. and I was like, I just need sugar. <laughs> sugar me now. Um, yeah, but it has been a uh, it's been a busy week for me. Well, I think it's just busy time because of spring. I mean, oh, for yeah. me, my mm-hmm. right now the majority of my work that I even have throughout the year is this. Where time are you year. at? Yeah, where are you at in the hop process? So right now we're um, we just got um, a new job. We're installing a uh, a yard down in Manassas at Two Silos Brewing. New project. This project is freaking amazing they took this 200 year old barn and i don't know how much money they put into it but it's got these two giant silos completely redone it's their tasting room it's got to be like they use the silos for their grain Nah, i don't think so i think they're more walk in them and take selfies not sure um but then next to it yes but next to it next to that which is like eight thousand square foot next to that is like a twelve thousand foot brewing facility next to it like oh, wow. massive and it's all on like i would say probably like a 10 acre plot and they have they're doing like sunken in um fire pits with berms going around like it's gonna be really rad nice. they have if you guys get on their website it's uh twin silos brewing.com is it a farm brewery um, I'm guessing nah, from the barn but yeah I, I don't know if they're classified they, as that though like a class I, eight yeah um, I'd have to look that up, but they're doing a lot of um, a lot of like classes and things like that there. So oh, good. we're doing a uh, two hop yards right as soon as you pull in. It's going to look super rad. So we're getting there. Um, other than that, we're just prepping fields, getting ready to plant cover crops in between the uh, hop rows. We'll be cutting back. When do probably. you plant? Um, if people planted, they'd be in the ground now. Um, a majority of the clients that I have that we're planning are, are pretty much in the ground now. Um, so, like right before it starts to get warm, you you need to get yeah 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 you want them the you want them in and they're and they're hardy too, so they can they can handle a light frost, which is pretty much the season we're in. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not. I don't think we're gonna <laughs> like see forty today, eighty tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is like six season for us, basically. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's. I mean, I've been hammering at that this morning. Uh, I got to go talk to an awesome group of people. Um, the Old Dominion Co-op 
came up to do their monthly or maybe like a quarterly meeting at uh, Vanish Brewery. So I went up there earlier, got to talk to those guys. They're doing really a lot of cool things as far as bringing growers together, which is something that we stood for a lot since Organarchy was formed, was, was bringing this compilation of growers together and, and making a field results, things like that, easily accessible where it's not, you're just not reading stuff from Yakima Valley. You're, you're, you know, interacting with the folks that are growing around you. Um, So it's cool. We got to go over there and hang out with those guys. I got to fire up the picking machine, show everybody all the cool equipment and, and, uh, and listen to their plans. So so this was a a cool morning. And I got on my Harley and hauled ass over here and barely got here. (laughs) I'm coming from Luckett's now. I'm I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Nine miles an hour. I'll be there in five minutes. But, um, so what about you guys? I mean, you're gearing up. This is a big week. This is a big yeah, week for me. So, I mean, CBC is about to fucking drop. Well, it's not always in D.C. Yeah. So it being in D.C. this year, CBC is the Craft Brewers Ooh. Conference. Um, it happens every year in May. Um, it's all over the country. It's been – I've been to San Diego, Chicago. Um, I think next year is Nashville. It's been just everywhere. San Francisco was one. Um, this year, D.C., so that's our backyard. So, of course, being the biggest regional player around, we're kind of hosting. It seems Lots like we're things. like a host brewery for this. <laughs> yeah. So um, we do have tours and stuff going on all week long, which we normally do not. It's like Wednesday through Sunday after 3 o'clock, but next week we'll be open pretty much like 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially with our distributors in town that – there might be people in town that have never um, even been to the brewery that have been selling our beer for you know, yeah. years. And so um, some of those people will definitely be stopping by. Um, and we have some special stuff going on in the tap room. But we also have events going on in D.C. every yeah. single night. Uh, Dude, I was I was going down through lists because, I mean, I know you got your list, and there are so many. If you live anywhere close to D.C. and need a vacation, I would, like, drop your shit and come here right now if you love beer. Yeah. <laughs> because and, there are some amazing things. Yeah, the, the week is, is jam-packed. Um, the actual Craft Brewers Conference, so they have um, – the actual floor where they have all the um, I'm, the words escaping me like the expo exhibitors yeah and the stuff exhibitors like that. yeah, yeah. Um, and they that's everything from people who make kegs to people who grow hops uh, grain um, jockey boxes down to the little tchotchke swag stuff that every brewery has they yeah. have those vendors there talking to everybody I know like our girl Meg that makes our stuff she's meetings all day long when everybody's in one spot it like you know just makes, yeah, it makes sense it, it saves money yeah flying everywhere to like meet with these guys or doing it over the phone so um and then there are seminars on top of that and there's seminars um not only about brewing um it could be cleaning it could be um just canning or bottling or whatever um you were telling me about an interesting one (laughs) very interesting can't wait the one that i'm going to um well there there might be two but the, the one i was telling you about was it's it's on the LCBO, which is the liquor board um, in this Ontario, isn't a gay Canada. First off. No, <laughs> no, um, just just Canada, just Ontario. Um, we're not good at selling beer in Canada. We don't really know how to do it. Yeah. Getting through their liquor board, it's there's a lot of red tape. So, uh, which is hopefully weird because after the seminar, I can figure it out. I've heard that like I've heard that going to Canada is tougher than going like across the pond in some ways. It is. It's very hard, and and. 
I mean, label requirements are easy. We know how to deal with that. There's more of that when you're going into Europe and, and other places. But do you think this could have just, anything to do with us being better at them in hockey now, or no? <laughs> I mean, it's we're, definitely the reason. We're stepping like, our shit up. You guys, you you guys ain't bringing it. no beer over here. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's more of also just them wanting, like, bars can order from the LCBO. So if they're ordering one keg, it's like, we're not going to send you one, one keg. keg. Yeah. Like, that's, that's silly. But, no, there's a lot to learn, and I can't wait to sit through that and uh, learn more about Canada. There's another one. It's, it's, there's always a retailer panel, so they'll have buyers from, like, the big guys, like mm-hmm. – um, Mark Smith from Harris Teeter will be there. Um, he runs the whole beer category in like 300 Harris Teeters yeah. across the country, or really the East Coast there. Um, Lowe's, which is not the Lowe's like Home Depot <laughs> Lowe's. It's um, a like, grocery man, store I've been down going down all the wrong aisles. Okay. Shit. Um, John Lane, who owns Winking Lizard, which is a chain of bars in Ohio. There's like 35 of them, I think, now, just in Ohio. He's never branched out it, so it's just an Ohio chain. Um, and some other guys and they literally will sit there for an hour and they'll have um, they'll just let you ask questions it could just be like how do I get my beer and like what are you looking for like what do you look for when people from breweries come and have meetings with you to get their beer on the shelf it could be something as simple as that to like some problem they're having but they sit there for an hour and answer questions and they kind of cover the whole realm of um, retail so that's, that's awesome. always just fun to see. I don't and I mean, that's huge too. That's that. huge too from, uh, you know, a brewery standpoint because then you can see, you know, a lot of like, you know, the style charts and stuff like that. I mean, I know when I go to hop conferences, that is, there's always, no matter what conference it is, there's always a speaker that is telling you trends and what is coming in and what did good last year and how that's forecasting for the next year. Yep. And having some insight on those is, is, is very helpful um, yeah. for everybody. But I think the the coolest um, part is just having people that do what you do. Yeah. To talk to you all day. Oh yeah. And to go through all this. That with understand. You. Yeah. <laughs> understand like, you. And yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Um. So we do have some events going on at night. Um, this is the third year for our CBC dinner. We call it Charlie Bra- <laughs> Bravo Charlie. So um, where'd that name come from? CBC. Charlie Bravo. Charlie Bravo nice. Charlie. Right. Right, Rob Reed? CBC? That's what you would say, right? Charlie Bravo Charlie. (laughs) Got our military man over there. Um, It's at Meridian Pint this year. That's in Northwest. It's from 5 o'clock on. So what's really cool about this is it's a rare beer dinner, and it has a tap takeover. So at the bar, you can just come, and it's not ticketed, and you get to drink all the beers that they're using for the beer dinner. That's right. So if you don't want to sit there and go through the five courses or whatever's going on, you you can still get to come and, and drink the beer. Um, Ben Clark, our brewmaster, will be there. Firestone Walker will have David Walker there, founder. Uh, Ben Smith from Surly, their head brewer. Maui's Garrett Marrero, one of the founders. Wicked Weeds, Ryan Guthy, founder. DC Brow's Brandon Scal, founder. They will all be there at the dinner to go through their beers and answer questions. And so it should be pretty awesome. And, man, I'll tell you, I had, speaking of Wicked Weed, I was down in uh, Asheville, two weekends ago speaking at uh, right. the South Atlantic Cop Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I got lucky enough to be invited down there and I we went to Wicked Weed for like, okay, hey, yeah, we're going to go to Wicked Weed. Because you uh, have to now. Yeah, because it, you, have that's to, where everybody, you have to go there. Yeah. So, have you been to the Funkatorium? Yeah, that's like the, the best question. Everybody yeah. asks that question. Like, so no. we sat down uh, 
And I was like, yeah, let's just get some dinner. Then we're going to hit some other spots. And I ended up drinking every sour they had on the menu. Of course. Which is a lot. Yeah. And six bombers with a buddy And they're of mine. real sours. Like, they're and do- they doing- are real sours. And they are freaking amazing. I mean, I was... Yeah. I was I they was pretty it, blown away. You know, some people are like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, it's wicked weed, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No, you have to give credit where credit is freaking due because those guys do sours better than, I, better than anybody I've ever." Well, encountered. that's the thing. Like I mean, with Britannomyces, it's it's a wild yeast, and once t- if you can dial it in, I and mean, they have it. It's, so I mean, dialed. Yeah. I mean, God, well, the beer that they're bringing to the dinner is called White Angel. It's a barrel aged sour ale with northern North Carolina grown muscadine grapes. Damn, that sounds amazing. I don't think I had that one. No, I need that one. <laughs> no, well, there's another sour. It's called Firestone Walker's Slow Ambic. Slow Ambic. It's a sour opal with Marion berries and boysenberries added. Damn, that sounds amazing. Yeah, there's another Surly. There's a with. Uh, Brett too Misanthrope I'm probably saying that wrong I'm probably butchering it But Imperial Belgian style Saison aged with Britannomyces and white wine barrels Nice Nice Yeah I, When I was at uh, When I was at Vanish this morning They had their new uh, Saison That they're sending down To Saison Something It was another event You guys look it up There's some say It's completely Saison event And it was Very good for Saison I was, I was really pumped Larry's Larry's got some freedom over there, and he's doing some good things. Good. I, really, I really like to see him. Oh, he's blossom. smart. He knows what he's doing for sure. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I love when breweries are super creative and put tis the saison. Yeah. Saison, tis like the yeah, saison. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all There's right. so many people like, no, it's not. That's for spring. <laughs> um, so the Charlie Bravo Charlie Rare Beer Dinner at Meridian Pint. Go to charliebravocharlie.com. I wouldn't be surprised if it's sold out, but yeah. if it's not sold out, um, there's probably very few tickets left. Yeah. But remember, you don't have to buy tickets. You can sure. just go to the go tap to the takeover and, and buy beers. Beer. Right. Right. Heck so there's yeah. some really cool things there. I mean, it's a long list. Are there 15 beers right here, maybe? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, the Metatropica was the one you liked, yeah. right? From, yeah. from Wicked God, Weed. dude, it's so yeah. good. So on Tuesday, we've had a lot of these boys out here. Yes, so we, have. we haven't been able to talk about it yet, but we can talk about it now. I just tasted this beer. Did you? Yeah, Did and you it's bring me amazing. In? Well, it didn't leave the brewery. Oh. It was kinda it went like very That's when you do safely like- <laughs> to DC where nobody can get their hands on this before C B C but um, so Family Tree. So actually I'll I'll, the hitters, I'll read dude. the Ben I'll, Little. I mean Yeah, so you you have these guys in here. Dog, like, Flying Dog was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to brew the commemorative beer for the 2017 Craft Brewers Conference. We decided to take that opportunity to reconnect and collaborate with other brewers who got their start at Flying Dog. From that, Family Tree was born. Family Tree is a Belgian pale ale brewed in collaboration between Flying Dog Brewery, D.C. Brow, which is Jeff Hancock was with there, Manor Hill, Ben Ben Little, Waradaka Brewing Company. We had Keith on here. Yeah, Keith was here. And Vanish, Larry Pomerantz, that you were just talking about. So on Tuesday, the 11th, this family of brewers will be getting back together at City Tap House for a family tree reunion, showcasing a variety of beers from each with a special tapping of Family Tree Belgian Pale Ale, the only place to try it in D.C. outside of the conference. It's going to be awesome. So you got to be at City Tap on Tuesday yeah, if you're in I'm, D.C. Tuesday, Tuesday is going to be a day of Uber for me, I do believe. A day of Uber, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You have to get a a close hotel if not. Yes, for sure. Um, 
but that is I think that's going to be a really cool because if you talk to all these guys as we pretty much have the only guy we haven't cornered on here is, is Jeff. Uh, Jeff yeah and we will soon um, he has to get here from DC on a Friday so it was yeah that's kind of tough for him maybe I'll corner but, him down there yeah <laughs> like hey what are you hey, what are you listen, better bro. than us you better than everybody <laughs> on, that man. came on we're only um, an hour away. You can't show some love. Um, they also have um, three Flying Dog, three DC Brow, three Manor Hill, three Werdaka, and three Vanish that's awesome. beers on tap at City Tap House, which I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but uh, it's really good food. Oh, yeah. In addition to the really good beer, it's, it, they have bacon popcorn. Yeah. I mean, uh, get out. You got to yeah. even have to, like, explain yeah. anything yeah. else. I mean, <laughs> there. I'm there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm there. So the other funny one. So do you know who Paul Gatza is from the Brewers Association? It sounds familiar. I don't. I'd have he's to been with the them for years. Um, he's the he's one of the directors of some sort. He has a mullet, and he's had a mullet from the seventies. But it's like he knows. Well, it's a true. curly. It is literally like he's down and perm? down Kenny Powers mullet. Is it a perm? No, that's oh, he. Son of a bitch. He just gets his hair cut like that, and it's curly, and it's. So we call it the greatest flow in craft beer. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we're having Gatsa Palooza, and we bought uh, mullets. Just a ton of mullet wigs. Oh, sick. So Gatsa Palooza is at Jackpot, 726 7th Street in Northwest. It's at 630 on Tuesday next week. And join us in a celebration of the greatest flow in craft beer, owned by none other than the director of the Brewers Association, Paul Gatza. A collection of quality draft beer and mullets for all in attendance. <laughs> because a flow like that is worth celebrating. Hell yeah. So it's just going to be everyone at Jackpot with mullet wigs on, drinking in celebration of Dude, Paul Gatza's hair. I am pumped. I They had him on at work the other day, and I was dying. There's, like, blonde ones. dark. I mean, it's... Hysterical. There's some that have like sweatbands on them. Oh, it's, sick. That's what I would want. Yeah. And the draft list is a ton of flying dogs Snake Dog, Raging Bitch, Bloodline, Summer Rental, Numero Uno, sing, Single Hop Calypso, Pearl Necklace. I mean, Heck all yeah. of it. That is rad. You're going to love Summer Rental. You're really? so into sours right now. It's a Rattler. I mean, it's low oh, really? ABV, so it's like you could crush it all day on the farm. You're going to like it. That would be amazing. Um, and then we have one more. Let me okay. just get get through the list. So on Thursday, Jack Rose Dining Saloon, 2007 18th Street in Northwest, starting at 5 p.m. It's called End of Days of CBC. Uh, <laughs> CBC after party just featuring Flying Dog, Oma Gang, Boulevard, Westbrook, and Smutty Nose, and it's just a tap takeover with those breweries just to kind of, like, wind down the week, right? have some beers and say goodbye type of deal. So that one's no tickets. You just and show up. And that one's up. Wednesday. That's Thursday night. Okay, Wednesday. For- there's a there's a pretty sweet one, and this one is the Baltimore Invasion, which oh. is really cool. But it's Union Craft, and they're um, they are doing. It says while many craft beer events are focused on metal or bluegrass, <laughs> Union's takeover of the Rock and Roll Hotel shows off a much more diverse side of its home city. So they're going to be there. There's going to be uh, Surf Harp's going to be playing, um, Animal Collective Geologist, Rapper Blackstar. Uh, so it's going to be, that is going to be an insane takeover. If you guys know anything about uh, the Union Boys, they can throw it down, especially in Baltimore. They will throw it down. Um, and then the 
this is mine, of course, Sour Showcase <laughs> at uh, the Brooklyn Pine. You have it highlighted. Um, it says grab the Tums, which you would. Um, but Wicked Weed, Cascade, Almanac, Bullfrog, it's 11 to 2, Monroe Street. It's going to be really good. That is going to be Wednesday 2, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday. But, I mean, even into Thursday, you got IPA Fest at Meridian Pont, uh, up the mountains at Church Key. What else? British New Wave at the Partisan. That's going to be, like, sour stouts, hoppy lagers. This is going to be one-note brown ales. It's not the theme. When you think of it. Because you think British beers, and you think... Like kind of boring, yeah. Not too Boddingtons. good. Yeah, Boddingtons. I'll take a Boddingtons. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what I think. So, of. so they, th- this is the uh, new wave invasion. So it's going gotcha. to be awesome. They got uh, Scotland's Fine, England's Siren, and Cloudwater, and there's going to be all kinds of good stuff. Like I said, sour stouts, hoppy lagers. I saw some other ones here. Um, it, it seemed a theme seems to be like by area, by region. Yes. So it's like kind of bringing the whole United States here to CBC. So like on Monday, there's an East Coast Finest lineup at Church Key, which everybody that drinks craft beer probably knows Church Key. should know what Church Key is. Um, Also at RFD is the North Carolina Happy Hour. Dude, what a happy hour. I'm telling you, okay, can I go completely off topic here and say that Burial is my new favorite brewery in the United States? I don't even know them. Oh my god! How do I not know them? So I have I have no clue. I mean, they're not that big. Are they all sours again? <laughs> no, no, they're okay. not. No, they're not. They do have they do have some good ones though. Um, Burial knocked my socks off in Asheville. It was okay. So to put this in perspective for y'all that don't uh, or haven't been to Asheville, there's like 42 breweries in downtown. Like downtown, it, yeah, like, like it's the outskirts. Yeah, like and then you get to the so. outskirts, and there's like Sierra Nevada, Oscar Blue, like massive breweries. Right. So to put it in perspective, I had all these places to choose from, and the first night I happened to stumble upon Barrel Brewing Company, and I was like, "Man, this is fucking amazing!" And we went there a second night. Did you? There's like, all the breweries. You go to yeah. the same one. They're like, really? I'm like, we have to go back. We have to go back. But I mean. Solid Brewery, I just heard that they got uh, distribution in New York, so they're, they're traveling out a little bit, they're pushing, they're, uh, they're pushing their boundaries out, but all around solid beers. Coffee Saison, ridiculous. I literally drank one, drank another one, drank a third one. I was like, gotta stop doing it. Then they had uh, you know, coffee beers actually have caffeine in them. Yeah, maybe that's why I drank like fifteen. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is fucking awesome, guys. Um, a honey saison uh, that was stupid, um, and a double IPA that I brought back that, that was uh, just as good. So if you guys um, check them out at all, they are. I, I foresee them seriously blowing up. Like I. Literally Hopefully they sat down have, there and was like, whoa. See, that's like a thing, too. D.C.'s a little different. We call D.C. the Wild West because their beer laws are, like, slim to none. Yeah. Like, distribution-wise. Oh, yeah. Like, they can do whatever the hell you want. 
So I'm hoping that allows all these good smaller breweries from North Carolina to get their beer up here for CBC. Because there's certain cities where it's like, oh, you don't distribute here normally? Like, you need a distributor. You need to get your license. And it's like, no, we want to send four kegs. Can we just have four kegs? I'm I'm pretty confident I saw their name somewhere in CBC. So I think that you'll be able to check them out. But, man, they are... And it was such a cool little place. Like, it looked like uh, like a little one-level rancher-style building and outdoor patio and standing room only and by the bar. Awesome. Their uh, their logo is just a uh, an old, um, like, straight razor. Oh, okay. Just in half. Yeah. And, man, it, I, I don't know. Anyways, that was my pitch for uh, my favorite brewery. Maybe, like, the brewery browser. used to be a... Like a barbershop. I would hope so. Either that or, like, burial. Like, they're going to kill you with their straight razor. That's what, there. yeah. I was I was kind of scared when I walked in, but they seemed like really nice <laughs> they're guys. kill me. <laughs> they were there's awesome. A Midwest, the only other one I saw in here was the Midwest night, too. And that's at Meridian Pint on Tuesday night. Heck and Lagunitas yeah. is having an after party at RFD. And I don't know what... So, uh, Allagash Storytellers. It's Pizzeria Paradiso in Georgetown. Um... I'm really wondering what that is. What is it? I don't know. Storytellers? I don't know. Have you ever seen... I, I'd forget what late night show or what show it was, but... Have you ever seen the bands read their own reviews about how bad yeah. they suck? Hell it's yeah. Hysterical. Or actors. They, they've done I it up. Thought, <laughs> we thought it would be awesome to have brewmasters read it would. these their reviews. reviews. That, like, this is the worst thing I've uh, ever yeah. tasted. Who fucking brewed this shit? <laughs> like, that would be hysterical. But I don't know if it's that. I just... Oil and butthole. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? Yeah. Calm Uh, down over there. um, But anyways, we did that. We did the the week other than um, Allison Levine as the keynote speaker. Yeah. And I don't know who she is. I didn't know who she was, but I'm going to read you a little... um, little bio right now Allison Levine has climbed the highest peak on every continent served as the team captain of the first American women's Everest expedition and skied across the Arctic Circle to the geographic North Pole all to get away from her little sister's music probably (laughs) (laughs) in January are we talking Avril or Adam (laughs) both in January 2008 she made history as the first American to follow a remote route across West Antarctica for 600 miles to the South Pole Allison spent four years as an adjunct professor at the United States Military Academy at West Point oh she was a professor at West Point she must be an idiot God, she's already like a genius and then she does all this stuff where she focused on the topic of leading teams in extreme environments. She is the author of the New York Times bestseller, On the Edge, a compilation of lessons learned during her various expedition. So she is the welcome keynote address speaker. What's she talking about? In the about? ballroom. I'm sure it's just kind of like powering through. Like yeah, a, we got this. Yeah, because usually it's... So Dick Cantwell was supposed to be uh, from Elysian, or uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, Um was supposed to also be part of the keynote address and he's not and normally it is a brewer like a very famous one like steve hindy or whoever um i know like sam calgione has been one i I don't remember there's been a lot of them but so this is kind of new that it's just like more of a motivational speech than about beer but i wonder who knows i wonder wonder what what she knows about why that uh why that's happening i wonder if there's like a weird trend there where it's i don't know so that's a good kind of thing to think about is why wouldn't they 
go. I don't with know. I mean, well, I mean, like I said originally, pretty, they were going to have Dick Cantwell. Like badass. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be a trend in the future. If that's just this, just this year or what, but that's huh. who it is. Well, good for her. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear what she has to say. So when is that? Is she speaking tomorrow? Morning? It is Tuesday morning. Tuesday okay. at nine fifteen. That's the actual. The keynote address is the the actual start to the okay. Craft Brewers Conference. So everybody comes into town Monday. Yeah. And then there's this big welcome reception. Um, yeah. I believe it's at one of the it's at one of the Smithsonian's. I know yeah. that it is. I forget what. I think it's Natural History. Um, so they'll have a big welcome re- reception there. And you actually, even if you sign up for the conference, you still have to RSVP for that because everybody wants to go to that like opening party. So yeah. it gets filled up pretty fast. So if you didn't RSVP, you're shit out of luck by now. Yeah. But um, so then Tuesday morning, after you're hungover from the Monday night party, you have to get up and go cram into the ballroom with thousands of other people from the industry and listen to they said they were looking they said they were looking uh crowd upwards of uh, 14,000 so oh yeah no it's well it sells out like immediately every year and yeah. i like i know that a lot of breweries shouldn't like put all our tricks out there but a lot of breweries just they can only get like a couple passes so if yeah. there's seminars or things that you want to go see like you just kind of switch yeah. It's only you know it's one in one Pass out, so that. it's not like you're doing anything wrong, and but it's a good way to do it. Yeah, so. yeah. I'll be outside building three, selling fake passes. If anyone wants them, it's only four hundred dollars. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding so. at all. <laughs> um, cool. Well, awesome. So that's kind of our CBC wrap up. We just kind of wanted to let everyone know what was going on. I mean, there's so much. It's a big deal you every can't, year. We could talk about that for two hours basically and get nowhere yeah well the brewers association puts it on every year and then they take like a week off after it like everybody yeah once they like wrap up and leave whatever city they go back to colorado where they all live and don't do anything for a week like don't even try to no well it's hard to move after that yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot of purging a lot of purging yeah um so the top 50 the top 50 did just come out um and these are volume uh so sales volume and this was you know this is the 2016 so i mean the 2017 is going to uh is going to be delivered this craft brewers conference so this will come out next week But this is the recap for the 2016, I believe. Right. So 2016. So it it always comes out in February, like February, March. Mm -hmm. um, You know, from for the prior year. Right. And so this was what came out on March 15th, and you know it says this is the annual list. um, Forty were craft brewing companies, which is awesome. and then it also narrowed it down to now we're doing the top 50 actual craft brewing companies because you could do the overall. Right. And if you go to the overall, it, it's kind of cool to look at because if you go into the top 10, uh, obviously, Anheuser-Busch, Miller, Pabst at number three, which I was like, hmm, 
Yeah, it kind of caught it's me off guard. It's the hipster revolution. It is. I know. They like, love Pabst. It's insane. It's because it's like retro, right? Yeah, it's that retro. What's that new thing that you were we were talking about? The new the <laughs> like, new thing. Um, the Bat Blue Canadian Brewing Company is making. Remember the Zubaz pants, like the. So, like, every sports team had, like, those zebra stripes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They were real gnarly colors. So like, super bright. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, like, the team's colors, but they're, like, ridiculous looking. And they're, like, MC Hammer style. Yeah. Like, they're all baggy. So, Labatt Blue is making Zuba cans for, like, each team. I mean, the picture is hysterical. Look it up. Labatt Blue Zuba's cans. It's Z-U-B-A-Z. It's coming out in August. Of, nice. Like, this year. I can't should, wait to. Are you gonna get free pants when you get it? I don't. You should. How cool would you be at the tailgate with your Zubaz can and your Zubaz Hell cans? yeah, dude! Just matching, just fucking emceeing it up, yeah. not giving a shit. Not yet. Actually, <laughs> I have a pair of Redskin Zubas. Do you? I do. You would. I know. Jeez. So, anyways, Paps at number three. Yingling, of course, four. Um, I love that Yingling's still family owned and. Yeah, like I do too. Still crushing it, and then you go back down through North American breweries, Boston Beer Co., Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, Lagunitas. And you start getting into all these where you get down to Bells, to Shoots, everything like that. So you're, I mean, it's it's really cool to think that. Okay, to me, I do not consider Yingling because of what you just said as a big brewery. Now, a lot of people would like, and I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. people in the craft industry are like, no, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they are listed on just the craft brewers one and they're number one and Boston beer is number two. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we go on down and, you know, Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, number four. Right. Um, well, I think the big story this year was there were so many consolidations mm-hmm. that people just, like, moved... Instead of, like, moving one or two spots, it's, like, people move, like, ten spots. Like, yeah. obviously, Goose Island, you see everywhere. Yeah, But they're owned exactly. by Anheuser-Busch, so they're not on the list. Yeah, they're not there. Like, they, they went away. They're not yeah. there anymore. So, I mean, and that's the story with a lot of these guys. Like, you're, like, so-and-so I mean, is missing, and you're, like, oh, yeah, they're not owned by... But also, at the same time, you're, like, like man, like... You don't realize that, like, you're talking about following up the top 30 and, like, you know, Rose in the top 30. We've got Stone, Oscar Blues is there, but, like, Brooklyn Brewery at number 11. Like, that's a pretty big fucking jump for them because they were not, I believe last year, they were not in the top 20. Um, and they're up ahead of Dogfish right now. Yeah, well, it depends on who can build their second brewery expand their brewery yeah get, the, I mean, we get could, it cranked yeah. out quick enough so it's gnarly i mean that's it's a uh, a pretty heavy list to look at there's it so is. many up and comers like, it's like i know i've heard and seen steven's point like they're the yeah 23rd largest and i'm like i think i might have heard that name before i have no idea yeah like i couldn't twice? tell you one of their beers um we're 32 flying dogs 32 this year Coming out of little old Maryland. Little old MD. Mm-hmm. Colorado is killing it from number like. I know. From like 50 to like 20. So let's many see. On there. Yeah. From like 50 to 26 is like Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. And what people don't realize is that when I say 
Flying Dogs 30, not what I say, 39. Yeah. Or 41 overall, even. Yeah. And every... It's coming from Maryland. We're talking out of 4,000-plus breweries yeah, 4, in the United breweries. States. Yeah. So and you're talking are like, volume, too. We're talking, we're talking sales volume, yes. too. We're not talking about, like... BA ratings. We're not well, talking we can about brew. Yeah, we can brew beer all day too, and yeah. not, not exactly. Sell it. We can exactly. brew more barrels, but this is sales, sales volume. volume. Yep, and that's and the Brewers Association puts out this list, um, one of their many services for us. But um, they do take the time, very careful, and and look into making sure it's legit and not just like brewed barrels of beer. Yeah. Well, if they did that, then it'd be pretty easy to climb to number one. If you had a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, and there's some guys that... So Anchor Brewing, one of the oldest breweries in the United States from California. Um, Anchor Steam Beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard of them? That was one of my first. I mean, my uncle used to swear by Anchor Steam, and I was like, what is... When I was a little kid, was, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But Well, their business staple. model is to... Like, they got to a point where they're like, this is the amount of beer we want to sell every year. Yeah. We and make money a, off of this. This is profitable for us. We know how much we can raise prices as the but you're materials see go that up. A lot more but too, because I saw they, I saw some things for the CBC talks and stuff like that. Was there was a couple that was like when like when to expand and when to stay? Because there's a lot of people that will just hey man, we're selling it. Fuck it, we're on fifty barrels right now, and then all yeah. of a sudden they're like, whoa. That's what happened with Wild Goose. Yeah, and Blue yeah. Ridge in Frederick before Flying Dog was like. Well, Wild Goose is doing really well in Cambridge, and Blue Ridge is doing really well downtown. Well, they get, like, these investors, and they get this huge building, and they're going to blow it out of the water. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, craft beer is really not that big yet. You're not going to sell all of this. Yeah, and, and then you're like, like, now we have a bunch of Now we need eggs. to sell. Yeah, now we need to sell the whole brewery, damn it. Well, unfortunately, on my drive over here, I didn't have a chance to pee enough. So I'm going to go take a quick break while you inform them about our sweet sponsor. I will. And then we'll get right back to her. I will. Get to B-Dubs, your destination for all things playoff and big game get-togethers. Book your in-house party today or get your pre-orders in for the big game, February 5th. This is the wrong one. Let me start over. Boneless wings are just 60 cents every Monday and Thursday all day. Only at your local B-Dubs in Rockville, Gaithersburg, Frederick, Columbia, and Urbana. Wings, beer, sports. You have to be here. So while Solomon's out, there's a a few new things that I wanted to touch on um, that I saw in the beer rags this week that kind of threw me for a loop or I just didn't I haven't heard of them before didn't know much about them um, one is Pico Brew and Pico Brew is almost like a Keurig for beer something that you can make at your house it's easy as using a pod and water uh, everything else is there I read some really funny reviews um, I'll touch on that um, and then Cryo Hops um, Lupulin 2 um, and I asked Solomon, he said he knew a little bit about it, but I, so I was saying that Pico Brew and Lupulin 2 are two things that I saw this week that kind of threw me for a loop that so, I had never seen before. So Pico Brew is the Keurig, Keurig, right? Yeah. Yeah. That takes 24 hours. Yeah. It's like just brewing it takes 24. It's, so they advertise it as But you don't have to easy. do anything. No. I mean, so you, you have to have distilled and water and you do have to clean be- between steps just like brewing beer in, right. in the brewery. Except um, like a quarter of the equipment probably. Yeah, well, that's another thing that a lot of the reviews complained about is that it's not like a Keurig that's like as big as 
my laptop that sits on the counter and only takes a pl- like it's Massive. like a couple feet wide. So then you would have to take it apart literally to clean it. Well, that and that. Where are you putting this? Like, unless That's you have, true. you know, a lot of people don't have a ton of counter space or just somewhere to. I well, guess you I mean, don't keep it on the counter like you would your Keurig because you don't use yeah. it every day. But and when they broke down prices for the actual eight hundred dollar unit, it's eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. for this little thing or big thing, I guess, compared to a Keurig. Distilled water, hydrogen peroxide is part of the cleaning process. Um, buying the pods. Right. Because they used, I guess, recipes to make these pods from breweries. So you're talking about, like, which cost Which I think is insane. I don't know if they've ever approached us, like Flying Dog, about it, but I would say absolutely not. I don't want that to be, a, like, if they mess it up, I don't want that to be a representation yeah, of our beer. Like, no, this is a raging bitch. It tastes awesome, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then their friends that they forced their shitty beer on yeah, will we'll never go never buy try. Flying Dog. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't imagine them doing that, but um, the one review is, like, just doing the napkin math at the bar with my buddy, like, we actually paid more per pint to make oh, it. Oh, for sure, yeah. But it's like a hipster craze that they want to make their own beer at their house, but they don't really know how to homebrew or don't have the patience for it, you know, the right. instant, uh, instant gratification. gratification. of course, yeah. It's so, a new trend these days. Yeah. Gotta have it now. Yeah. So... But hot powder, what you were talking about, or... or from what I could see with, with they, yeah, they what say you this is like uh, like the new big thing. Okay, maybe. so I can tell you where if I'm if now I could be on the wrong thing here because I didn't read the article. But for us, like I gave um, so when you pelletize hops, basically you have these these big screens, and as the hops go through, um, basically what is a big grinder? So you have whole cones, and they have to go through mm-hmm. something to get into a powder. So in there, there's these screens, and it catches lupulin, because if you've ever touched hops or pick it up, you can pop them, and you can see lupulin it's go like, up in the air. And it's an oil powder, yeah. oil. Yeah, oil powderish like yeah. type thing. If you you know run your hands on it, obviously. Oh, it's it like, feels good, though. Yeah, it's oh, like, it feels amazing. It smells good. Anyway. But it's also, it also, it turns into something very fine when it's mm-hmm. cut up. So for me, and what I'm probably thinking this is is that on the end cycle of when we get done pelletizing a certain batch of hops you can scrape these trays and it they used to call it like poor man's hash because you can actually smoke it it's actually kind of like lupulin now i don't recommend like going out swinging because it really doesn't do that much because i've done it but so to get past (laughs) that (laughs) um to get past that what it does is it is all lupulin so we did a brew um at vanish and um when larry was here i think he talked about it a little bit Mm -hmm. but it is 100 percent lupulin it is just that's it i mean it is just pure powder it's like um if you're, you know, know your little brother used to smoke weed, and he would say, "Oh yeah, it's the Keef, bro," because it came like off of the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I've never smoked weed before, um, but no idea. The uh, it's it's the same thing. It's a, it's those little crystals that come off, um, and yeah, now you are finding a lot. I forget because there's hop hash. Who did hop hash? What brewery? Yeah, I don't know. Son of a bitch. Someone did Sorry. hop hash. Yeah. Um, unprepared for this one, but uh, yeah, I kind of threw this on Solomon. Yeah, as I walked in, I was like, "Hey, you know what? It's cryohops. <laughs> What's lupulin too?" Um, but that is—I mean, it is basically you can take it and use it in just like a dry hop, dry hop edition, like something like that. And sweet water, so sweet water made yeah. hop hash. So that, that was like hop hash, but now. 
So I gave some to Larry, and then it was weird because I all of a sudden, like, not even thinking about it, I was like, man, look at all this sweet stuff. And, like, probably four weeks after I pelletized everything, I got, like, ten phone calls. Like, hey, man, do you have any? Like, hey, what's going on? Like, I gotta um, get it. Yeah, I really need it. They were scratching their arms and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that, I think that that... Uh, because it's such a pure form and it's so much added, right. it can really add a big punch. And it's um, the bittering characteristics are almost like a a little bit less because it's I don't know how to explain it without being like a scientist. We should have a scientist on this show that could talk about it. it besides says, me, so it's developed. By Yakima Chief, Hop Union Cryohops represents the most innovative technology in hop processing. It uses a proprietary cryogenic separation process which preserves okay. all components of each hop fraction, producing two simultaneous co products, lupulin N2 hop powder and debittered leaf low alpha bract. Each cryohops product is designed with breweries in mind, enhancing hop flavor and aroma process efficiency, cost saving, and sustainability. So what they're taking is that powder and then mixing it and, and cryoing. Wow, I can only imagine it's like easier to transport, oh, yeah. easier to store. Like especially the, We always wonder, run into space you, issues. So. I wonder how, you, how that It says twice the is. flavor. It says twice the flavor, half the weight. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Well, yeah, Yakima like, Chief can, you know, they, they, they have the ability to yeah. be able to, that's awesome. They'll be at booth 2001 at CBC for anybody that's Hell going. yeah. Go through there and see them. I'm going to be excited to go talk to those guys for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I just... It, when I think it, pelletized hops kind of... Yeah. Re- revolutionizes like, the actual shipping and, and storing oh, yeah. and, and being able to have, you know, the ability to keep... a variety of hops at your brewery and so this is like the next generation and i mean that's the thing that people (laughs) always have to you know i deal with it all the time where i i deal with a lot of a lot of clients and say hey man you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do wet hops because it's gonna get me the most money and blah 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 and 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 it's a great idea and and man if you can find someone and the timing works out and there's so many variables but when you look at it there's a reason that that industries evolve i mean I mean, yeah, I guarantee you that 12 years from now, you and I could sit down here and people would be like, fucking pellets, like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> when, oh, okay, throwback. Yeah. Um, because there's always new ways and, and ways that they'll find to get a smaller, you know, package out of that and, and more more use, more flavor, more <laughs> It's punch. literally like the low alpha bract just looks like a pile of wheat. Like bad wheat, like like because it's like the leaves, yeah, like and then the (laughs) like shitty Mexican brickweed, I mean, and then the pile of powder. I mean, it's powder. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw this and I'm just like sitting there staring at it, like what the fuck is this (laughs) for real? Are people using this? But they're using it already, so. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, Heather, I'm gonna put you on the spot now. So I hear this is gonna be one of your like last full time shows. I know. Yes. And I'm fucking bummed, dude. I really am. It's it's a choice of of on Fridays like actually getting to see my kid after a long week of like me right. running around barely seeing her like maybe at dinner three nights a week. Right. Um Fridays have traditionally 
been like our hangout, like family time, like everybody's home, or we can go out to dinner or like do whatever. Plus, work has been insane, so right. it's kind of like I could do it another night, but right. not have to, you know. But we're not saying move goodbye. Things around. We're not saying goodbye. Because I'll we're be gonna back. have you back on many times. I will be and, back, and we uh, and we love having you here for sure. I know that. You can, I'll just come in and be your hype man some dude, whenever I'm available yeah, whenever, on Fridays. For sure. <laughs> and we uh and our, our times probably will get will get a little bit more sporadic now and we'll be kinda jumping all over the place. So I think that uh we'll we'll make it work, but you're definitely leaving with a chunk of the original soul, so Yeah, so. I mean I'm not I'm not really going anywhere. Yeah. I'll be around. I know. You'll be you'll be very close. So anyways, um from here, the future of Brew Bits. Basically, we're we're uh, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing, and uh, we have a lot of exciting ideas in mind to start getting out to new breweries, and we're really really trying to narrow this thing down to where we can film out of studio. Um, the out of studio for us will be huge because I really would like to get like on site with, with oh, so many of the so guys many cool and, places and, yeah. Yeah, and brewers that you can talk to that way. So please, as you guys listen to this, comment in, um, send us messages, let us know, you know, hey, this is this is where we would like to see y'all, um, and we'll come out, and we're always, always looking to work with new breweries, and, yeah. and, and send your message up along the food chain. Are you looking for a new co-host? Are you going to try um, to sell yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, I've... I have my ears open for a new co-host. I, I would love to have someone. You got some pretty big shoes to fill, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of take our time. I'm gonna run solo, I think, for for a couple here and try and try and figure some stuff out and hopefully have some good guests. But yeah, I, I definitely am looking for someone in the craft industry that has uh, good knowledge, but also the ability to talk and not bore the fuck out of me or you. Because if Heather doesn't so many, say you're cool, then, like, I, uh, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. Unless I'll I be like, cool. so we got this one, and then Heather's going to interview. It's going to be kind of weird. We're going to have you, like, with the spotlight on your face, and she's going to ask you some weird <laughs> questions. Yes. And there might be waterboarding it's, involved. Yeah, but it's called interrogation. <laughs> yeah. That's what's going to if, if you make it, you yeah. know, we'll see. You know, a lot of brewers are, are scientists, you know, yeah. like, or yeah. artists or whatever, and they're, like, super interesting people. Yeah. And then you get to talking to them, and it's like they go so deep into it with none, exactly. no fault of their own. They're just like exactly. really good at what they do, and you're like, no, that's way too deep for our show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calm down. Exactly. And that's, I mean, I think that's we've 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 held that true with this show for the entire time we've had it is 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 trying to make that connection for everyone because I think that connection is very important because we're seeing now in our industry. I mean, this is not we're if you went. 15 years ago and you talk to people that drank craft beer it was a certain section of people that drank craft beer oh, yeah. and now all of a sudden you have this massive section but there's a lot of people that don't understand how to communicate with that other you know the brewers right. and the scientists and that's and that's from the beginning that's what we wanted to bridge so hopefully we can uh, we can keep doing that because that's what we're here for so Heather I've Thank you so much, and we are not going to see the last of you. You're going to be this on many not more times. Definitely not. This is not the end. This is not the end. Heather still no. lives among us. Yes. Um, 
But anyways, we're going to say thank you to our sponsors one last time, and then we're going to give a final cheers out to Heather, and we're going to get out of here and let you get back to your Saturday or whatever day you were listening, listening to, to this, this song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what I was watching today. Not many people watching oh, us. Oh, yeah, probably not. It's, it's nice outside. People off are time. Like, and that. it's beautiful. Actually, like the people that are even here just yeah. got up and went outside. And they're all playing so baseball nice. right yeah. now. They're in like the yard. having a catch in the driveway. Yeah. So. Good catch, CJ. Woo! Good one. <laughs> all right. Eat wings and raise funds. Stop by your local Buffalo Wild Wings to schedule your fundraiser today. Only at your local B-dubs in Rockville, Gaithersburg, Frederick, Columbia, and Urbana. Wings Beer Sports, you have to be here. Thank you, B-dubs. Heck yeah. It's been and a real. Thank you, Hev. Yeah. As always, we'll be here for many more. Cheers to everyone out there. We will see you guys next time. Have a good weekend. Later.